The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Well, it is five o'clock, so I will go ahead and and welcome everyone to our May 16th City uh, of Kalamazoo Commission, Committee of the Whole meeting on this beautiful day. And yes, there is something different. Uh, If you're wondering, the plexiglass is gone. It does feel a little strange, and uh, who knows, I'm watching the... uh, trajectory right now. We might be hauling those things back out here. We'll see. Our first step, however, is a a roll call. Clerk Borling. Commissioner Decker. Present. Commissioner Hess. Commissioner Hoffman. Present. Commissioner Juarez. Present. Commissioner Pradle. Present. Vice Mayor Cooney. Present. Mayor Anderson. Here. Thank you, Clerk Borling. May I have a motion to excuse Commissioner Hess? So moved. And support? Support. Oh. Motion made by uh, Commissioner Pradle, supported by Commissioner Hoffman. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed, nay. All right. Next on our agenda is uh, we have uh, Laura Lamb with us this evening, which is fantastic. Next is communications. Any communications? Thank you. Now is the opportunity for public comments. Uh, If you have a public comment for our meeting tonight, you will have two minutes. Uh, Please come uh, to the front here if you're in the chambers and you'll have, uh, please state your name and whether you live in the city, you'll have two minutes. And then we will be checking in to see if anyone has called in for the community of the whole meeting. After that, is there anyone in the chambers who would like to speak? My name is Joanna. Um, I'm here today to ask the City Commission to add to the agenda a discussion about um, the sweeps that are still happening in Kalamazoo as we speak. I'm here to ask uh, for a discussion about dropping the charges against activists. Um, I think this is a great opportunity to put, um, you know, the words that Kalamazoo says into action you know, we consider this city a very progressive place, but it's truly not, not with KDPS, not with Laura Lamb and Jim Ritzema directly involved in approving these sweeps that are inhumane, unconstitutional. Um, we really need to have this conversation. We are not going to stop emailing. We're not going to stop pressing for this because KDPS needs to be held accountable for the violence that many activists experienced that day. We were all peaceful. We were linked in, people were linked in hands. There was no need, no need for, for cops, for them to send the most aggressive cops to come and, and um, 
attack, attack citizens. And I want to read this, what Jim Ritzema said. The city of Kalamazoo is committed to governing intentionally to create equitable and inclusive outcomes for everyone in Kalamazoo. That commitment begins with understanding and acknowledging the truth of our past, Ritzema said, and the role the city of Kalamazoo has played in creating and sustaining systemic racism. We understand that words are not enough, and we must demonstrate our commitment to transformational change with credible action to change policies, promote community healing and increase trust, and ensure community members are treated fairly and are truly valued, Ritzema said. So this is from Jim Ritzema, the person with Laura Lamb who are approving these sweeps, who haven't acknowledged and have denied the allegations of any violence. How is this building trust? We need to build trust with the community, and it, this is not what is happening. This is not reality in Kalamazoo, and we... Thank you very much. Is there anyone else in the chambers who would like to make comments for the committee of the whole meeting? My name is Julie Jensen. Did you want me to state my address? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm here tonight to introduce myself to you because I'm running for the Ninth Circuit Court uh, judicial position. There are two openings um, due to retirements that are happening. And I just wanted to give you a little bit of information about myself. I am a native of Kalamazoo County. I was born and raised in Kalamazoo County, lived here all my life, um, married for 30 years to my husband, and uh, raised two children here, went to WMU. And um, I feel like I have the longest and the most varied uh, experience record of all the candidates for circuit court. I've been, this is my 30th year of practice. I started in 1992. And I have done a number of things. I started out with the Court of Appeals, and there we reviewed trial court records and evidence and did much the same as circuit court judges do um, in their roles. And from there, I moved to a, a Kalamazoo law firm, or actually two of them. Uh, for nine years, I practiced civil litigation, doing personal injury defense, workers' compensation, and then general practice matters. From there, I decided to join public service in 2003, and I joined the Michigan Attorney General's Office, where I handled unemployment claims in circuit courts all across the state. From there, after 10 years, I joined Treasury, where I currently work, and there I help taxpayers resolve matters and also represent the state in tax matters. I also am the tribal liaison for uh, Michigan's 12 um, Native American tribes of Michigan, so I'm their tax liaison. And I believe that I have um, a strong commitment to helping people resolve their legal disputes. I'm fair, I'm open-minded, and I have excellent writing and oral skills, and I approach matters with common sense and practicality. I do have a website at www.juliejensen, J-E-N-S-E-N, for the numeral four, judge.com, and you can check out my qualifications there. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Is anyone else in the chambers wants to uh, make comments to our committee of the whole meeting this evening? Seeing no one, Patricia Vargas, do we have anyone who's called in? No, we do not. No calls. All right. Our public comment period is over. Thanks to all who took the time to attend this meeting and make comments. We're now down to our work session. Deputy City Manager Lamb. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, pleased to announce tonight that we have a director. Baker. Oh, just 
a rookie mistake, uh, Director Baker, Public Services, and also have Jamie McCarthy, our Sustainable Development Coordinator. They're going to walk us through a presentation to give you an update on the Allied Landfill Remediation. Welcome. Mayor, Vice Mayor, and Commissioners, and thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank you, uh, Deputy City Manager, for the introduction. Uh, my name again, Jamie McCarthy, and I'm in Community Planning and Economic Development. Um, this is really a follow-up to about uh, a year ago, the City, uh, the Environmental Trust, and our state and federal partners hosted a town hall and a Q&A session uh, for um, a kickoff to a construction project. This is a large-scale Superfund cleanup project here in Kalamazoo. The site is the former Allied Paper Mill, and um, this is going to be a multi-year construction project. And so today I'm here with uh, Mr. Baker, Director of Public Services, to give you an update and give you some um, photographs. We have some drone footage so you can kind of see the site and what's happened over the last year. So I will get us kicked off. Okay, we got there. Just big picture, zoom out here. Um, the Allied Paper Landfill is located um, uh, along the Portage Creek. So we're really far south here in Kalamazoo County, right in the middle of the city. And it's part of a larger Superfund site. It's over 80 miles of the Kalamazoo River have been um, impacted by former mills, that, uh, paper mills located along the river and they left contaminants, PCBs, um, behind uh, as part of their operations. They were recycling and manufacturing uh, paper products. So you can see here, this is a zoom in of the site. So you can see it's located um, along the Portage Creek. I've been told this little light doesn't work that great, but um, along Portage Creek, we have Elcott Street to the north and Cork Street to the south. Um, and there's also a timeline here. So you can see this site has been on the federal Superfund list for more than two decades. There have been a series of sort of stepwise investigations and studies to really understand the full site, um, the extent of contamination, and the cleanup that's going to be needed there. If you skip down to the bottom in most recent history, in 2019, the Environmental Trust and EPA released the final remedial design. So this is the cleanup plan for this site. And construction started in 2021. And it's been a long haul. So this was a big moment last year when um, we got shovels in the ground and started seeing work out there. This uh, graphic here gives you a sense of what the site looked like just prior to construction. So. Um, and uh, here you'll see sort of the adjacent land uses, which are important to keep in mind. We have the Hillcrest Circle, which is part of the Millwood neighborhood. And then um, you also have some commercial uses up along Alcott Street. So that's to the right. That's north on this graphic. There will be some cleanup that's planned later on um, for that area along Portage Creek on the Goodwill Industries property. So you can see that's just south of Portage Creek along Alcott Street. And then there is going to be some cleanup that kind of is on the, the 
the border, the boundary of some of those uh, residential properties that line the river there, or line the creek there. Other things to note in this drawing, um, you can see everything that's on the southern end of the property, so that's uh, to your left, just off of Cork Street. That's where a lot of the former, um, the paper waste disposal sites were on both sides of the creek. There's um, remaining paper waste uh, in different areas. Uh, there's also contamination left behind from some of the um, settling ponds and waste lagoons that were on the site. Sort of in the middle there, you see some references to some landfills. Uh, those landfills were um, created as part of kind of a stopgap measure um, just to address some immediate contamination concerns to keep things on that site until this bigger plan for cleanup was finalized. So it wasn't the complete cleanup that needed to happen. Move forward to this picture. This is the um, schematic from the remedial design or the remediation plan, redevelopment plan. And it's giving us an idea of what the site is gonna be looking like after the work is done here, you know, in 2024 and beyond. So the changes we're gonna see out here is the consolidation area is all gonna be moved away from Portage Creek. It's gonna have a smaller footprint, but it's gonna have a higher profile, and that's how they're gonna kind of configure um, the waste that right now is in different locations throughout the site. It's all gonna be kind of capped and secured in this one location. You'll see again on the left side, the south side, uh, there's a plan to realign Portage Creek, so it'll have a more natural configuration through there, and we're gonna gain some new uh, floodplain and wetlands along that part of the property. And then um, as we look at the area that has the highest potential for reuse, because that's a big part of this plan as well, um, everything kind of north near Elcott um, is a bit higher and flatter. It has good access and good uh, road frontage. And so that's where we envision in the future that redevelopment is most likely to happen on this site. Okay. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, now that the work is active and being done, we're just kicking off the second year here. Um, there are monitoring plans in place and I'm just gonna talk briefly about those. Um, the monitoring includes air monitoring, so they're checking regularly for dust and particulate matter, making sure that that's not um, moving or spreading to neighboring properties. There's also vehicle washing stations that are there really to prevent, again, any of that material that's on those construction vehicles from um, making its way onto roadways or moving off of the site. There's also soil erosion and stormwater controls for the same reason, trying to keep this stuff out of places like Portage Creek and spreading it. And then there's also uh, the noise monitoring that's going on the site just to protect workers and to make sure it's following all of our local ordinances here. This graphic is showing you the different stages of construction in different years. It's a little bit busy, but if you check out the, the most dark blue part, that was work done in 2021. It was really primarily getting started, getting stages, staging areas set up, getting ready for the project and kind of moving into that landfill area for deconstruction. In 2022, the work is really gonna move primarily into the, that former landfill area, starting to pull back that material from the creek and 
move it into and start construction, constructing this new um, consolidation area. And then in 23, you can see the work really moves out to uh, the outer areas. It's that excavation that's planned around Goodwill Industries, some other excavation that has to happen all along the east side of Portage Creek. All of that, again, being brought into the consolidation area. And then the fourth and final year of construction is really going to be focused on that green line, so finalizing that uh, cap and what uh, that final configuration will look like, and then the restoration work that will happen on the site, everything that's kind of been left behind. With that, um, the city, some city representatives attended the year two kickoff uh, meeting that the Environmental Trust and EPA and Partners held a couple of weeks back. And so uh, they got a tour of the site and Director Baker is going to walk us through the tour, give us a little bit of uh, video footage of that. Thank you, Ms. McCarthy. Um, good evening, City Commission, Deputy City Manager Lamb, uh, City Attorney Robinson. Um, as Ms. McCarthy stated, uh, myself and Deputy City Manager Chamberlain attended a site visit um, on this site. We spent approximately um, one afternoon out there, about three hours, um, touring, walking, and driving around the site. Um, these photos, as well as uh, we also have a drone video for you, um, these occurred kind of um, late winter. You can see there's some snow cover still in some of these photos. Um, this occurred prior to our site tour. So there's, there's some change and updates that uh, we were able to visualize uh, just from the change of being on site versus what you see in the photos. And so just to kind of orientate yourself to the photo that you have in front of you here, uh, that street view that you see kind of in the, in the bottom of the screen, that's Alcott Street. Uh, you see the wing walls of the uh, uh, updated bridge structure and Portage Creek flowing uh, towards the top. Um, that's actually, you know, you're looking south, the creek is flowing north, and then you're looking uh, right towards kind of uh, the frontage of the site and kind of getting into the panelite site. There's a, a round concrete foundation, and we believe that is one of the original stack foundations, and then some difference between what Deputy City Manager Chamberlain and myself were able to visualize when we were on site, that entire area that's snow fenced off, there was many more foundations in that area, all very similar to that stack foundation. So there was additional uh, process and tank foundations, just a lot of concrete uh, that was exposed. We've now kind of moved to the extreme south end of the site, and it's just barely visible, but towards the top of the viewport, you can see what is Court Street. That's that street um, that's towards the top of the screen. Uh, on the right-hand side of the screen, as you're looking at it, you have the railroad tracks, um, and then there's kind of a two-track access road. And then we're looking at um, what is going to be the future north toe of the slope as it's starting to build up. And so you can see kind of uh, bulldozers, excavators, and heavy equipment in the picture that are kind of working. Uh, and you see these kind of long parallel lines of material that's getting moved around. Uh, those represent uh, a lot of the paper waste, ash waste and some of the other waste on the, on the site that's getting consolidated. This is essentially that same view but just turned around. Instead of looking south, we're now looking north. Uh, the railroad tracks that were on the right-hand side or of the screen have kind of switched to the left. 
Um, that's just, we've essentially done a 180 and you're just looking back at uh, some of the material that's getting staged. This is essentially the bottom of that 26 acre consolidation area that's gonna get built up. So I'll click it one more time and we'll be able to start a drone video here. And then this is just a flyover. This is uh, from Alcott Street um, heading south. I'm flying over those areas that I just described. And we're kind of going over um, that stack area that, that I talked about, we're kind of going into the um, panelite area. And then as we go south, uh, we'll just kind of continue to go into um, areas of um, you know, consolidation, excavation that were shown in that, that previous map. One thing to note at the uh, Portage Creek, you see uh, there's relative lack of vegetation along the stream banks. Uh, that section was all cleaned up, realigned, um, and reconstructed back in 2017. So the Portage Creek work was already completed in this section. And then as we progress south, you'll see those areas that need to, um, that where that work needs to occur. And that work is gonna occur in 2024, 2023 and 2024. You can kind of see just all the materials for the site you know, years and years, um, decades and decades of um, historic and, and former uh, residual uh, lagoon disposals that were occurring on site is now all getting consoli consolidated into um, a landfill area. These landfills are gonna be capped and lined. Um, and there's also a tremendous amount of um, institutional controls that will be in place to monitor and protect uh, to ensure that um, you know, we're protecting the environment for years to come. And you can start to see Cork Street now visible as we're flying south. We kind of hit the, uh, you see, it looks like a, a red truck or vehicle kind of pulling into the site, uh, coming into one of those vehicle control points. Uh, when uh, Mr. McCarthy talked about the controls on the site and, you know, what is, what is done to make sure that nothing, no contamination spreads off site, Every vehicle that goes in and out of the site is stopped and inspected. Um, it's, the tires and everything are, are cleaned off to make sure that it's not tracking um, anything from the site. So there's a lot of controls in place. And so that concludes the video. And I think we can take questions now. I'll just advance our slides to the final one here. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Questions from commission? See any questions? Oh, Commissioner Decker. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, thank you guys for that presentation. It's really, you know, I drive past Cork Street all the time, and the aerial view really shows you the detriment that can happen to a large area of land, you know, when it's polluted. Um, I didn't realize the area was that big. Um, so they're looking. I was kind of reading some of the some of the paperwork. I'd done some research. Um, online with some of the EPA documents. Uh, so they're looking for this to be done and cleaned up in 2024, right? Is that what we're hoping for? That's correct. The project duration goes through 2024. Through 2024? Okay. And they, with that, you know, everything's going to be cleaned. You're going to have the, the area where everything's going to be contained. Um, do you ever foresee there being a, a street that would be able to be created to kind of connect the two, the two uh, 
neighborhoods. I think it was at Elcott and Elcott and Cork. Thank you. Correct, Elcott and Cork. Uh, we don't currently have plans to put a street through there. Um, there's essentially two main logging roads or, or haul roads, if, if you call them, mm -hmm. that are on the site right now. Um, one of those haul roads will be maintained into the future uh, to allow maintenance access and everything into the site. Um, but you know, I'm not saying that's off um, off the table. It's just not included within the construction project at this time. Okay, I was just wondering because I, you know. I, Someone had brought up, like, you ever wonder why you can't go from here to there? And I was like, huh, never thought about that. Um, so, and I think, you know, having this decision and having, you know, the state step in and the city of Kalamazoo really working hard to make sure that this is cleaned up. Um, lessons learned from many, many years of what pollutants and what certain industries and certain factories can do to our, our ponds, our waterways, our rivers. So um, I appreciate you guys being on this. I appreciate you guys, everything that you've done for that, and just hope that nothing like this ever happens again within the city of Kalamazoo. Vice Mayor Cooney. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I have a few questions. First of all, who's paying for this? So this project right now, I'm going to use kind of round numbers, not precise exact numbers, but uh, the work you see, uh, described and kind of presented to you today represents approximately $50 million of work. Um, and that is paid for by the Lyondell Trust or essentially the responsible parties uh, have paid together into a trust. And so those are the funds that are using to pay for uh, this remedy. So they're paying for all of it? Correct. Okay, good. Thank you. Um, my understanding is that when it's done, it will be capped and monitored and that we have plans to use that, um, that land after there was talk about a recreation park in there and some other kinds of things. Is that still on the table? Yes, thank you, Vice Mayor. That's some uh, great points. So one of the things that we are currently working on right now is a, um, you know, what I call a due care plan, but I think we're, we call it like a long-term maintenance plan, if you will. I might not be using the proper acronyms for um, you know, kind of this long-term stewardship that the city is going to be responsible for. Um, so one of the things that we are going to have to maintain is that um, that 26-acre, approximately 80-foot tall uh, landfill consolidation area. So that, that will become city responsibility to maintain. Um, there is going to be some infrastructure out there. There's going to be a gas collection system, a leachate collection system, a flare, groundwater treatment monitoring. So there's a lot of things in play from an infrastructure standpoint uh, that will be on, on that hill itself. Um, certainly there's also some opportunity for recreation. Um, there could be some op opportunity for renewable energy um, infrastructure. Uh, some of those things haven't been fully developed yet, so we haven't kind of outlined everything that's going to be in play. Well, you know, we do know the city's going to own it and the city's going to be responsible to maintain it. Um, and a lot of those things you've mentioned are certainly options for us. Okay. Mayor Anderson will remember, but I don't think anybody else up here will <laughs> yeah. remember, um, that the original plan was to transport um, the PCBs from all over western Michigan and make a huge pile there. And we were going to take all the PCBs from all around western Michigan. And that would have happened, except that people in this community fought it and stopped it. Um, that's something to remember. Um, 
My last question is, well, what's going to be the effect on the river? Do they have some ideas about what the effect is going to be on the river? Yeah, certainly, Vice Mayor. Um, you know, first, before I answer that, I just want to clarify that this site, as shown, um, is only consolidating the materials that are on the site. So there's no material getting no. brought in. We stopped that. In terms of um, protection of, of the Portage Creek and ultimately Kalamazoo River, um, you know, this, this is very positive um, in terms of cleanup and, and protection. And so this is taking everything that's been on the site and that, that we've known to be bad roughly for uh, more than 60 years uh, that sat out there. So this cleans that all up, consolidates it, aligned, monitored consolidation area. And then we've also had those successive projects that have been focused on Portage Creek and Kalamazoo River. But in 2012, a section of Portage Creek was cleaned up going all the way down to, um, you know, including Reed Street and then going just south uh, to, to Alcott. 2017, that was picked back up and then went south to about um, a hillside. And then we've got this major cleanup area that's occurring, you know, right now. And so this also is occurring at the same time that EPA um, is out cleaning up Kalamazoo River. You know, we've got work going on in um, the, uh, the park and, you know, we're going on uh, next to the wastewater treatment plant. So all along Kalamazoo River, we've got cleanup. So there's a tremendous amount of cleanup that's, that's all kind of occurring right now. And I think, you know, to really kind of articulate what's happening in Kalamazoo is that, you know, we're really kind of in the beginning stages of a very positive success story. You know, we're in that right now. Uh, this is a time for us to roll our sleeves up. This is a time for us to do this work uh, really for the future. And so there was, you know, decades and decades and decades of, of um, you know, pollution that's in the process right now of clean, getting cleaned up. And, you know, that's some very positive work and we're, we're very, we're very proud of that. We're very proud to be here to, to help protect the river for years to come. Thank you. Thank you, Vice Mayor Cooney. Other questions? Yeah, Commissioner Juarez. <clears throat> um, in the future, will there be opportunity to build on that site or no? Yeah, I'll let Ms. McCarthy talk about development opportunities in the future. Yeah, thank you, Commissioner, for that question. I'm going to try to go back Clerk Borling, is that going to be possible? I can, I can do it without the visual. Um, yeah, so the area you see here, um, the allied paper site where most of the work is happening is outlined in the black dotted line. You'll see the blue line there is actually a separate parcel. Uh, it's been operated for separate type manufacturing activities, also has had some historic contamination. It's currently owned by the Brownfield Redevelopment Authority, and the idea is when the city has kind of both of these pieces, we'll have this, you know, large land area between these two streets. It's sort of, um, I'd say kind of halfway through that blue parcel and north to Alcott Street that seems like it will have the highest potential for redevelopment, for construction, something new there. Um, has access to the street and utilities in that way. Um, and so that seems like it's an area, I uh, can't tell you how many acres. We do get in some wetlands kind of on the south part of that Panelite property. Um, but that's sort of the main area where we envision um, most likely a more con uh, commercial industrial type use, probably not residential. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Juarez. Commissioner Pradle. Good evening, guys. Um, I had a question for you. I, I don't expect you to be 
an expert at uh, you know EPA's work, but um, I know uh, at the site you know we have two of the largest neighborhoods in the city that uh, neighbor the site, and I've talked to a few neighbors who have just kind of asked me if I knew anything and, and said, hey, do you know uh, if there's any you know monitoring going on for air quality and just to make sure that the air quality around that area during this construction site is is safe for for the folks in the neighborhood. I did see from here tonight that that is the case, but I wonder if, if you um, would be able to, to share a little bit about what that monitoring looks like, you know, where the monitoring is occurring, um, you know, if they do get uh, elevated levels, you know, what transparency exists so the neighborhood can know that that happened. Because, um, you know, people from the neighborhood, from Edison and from Millwood, you know, they see the site where there's, you know, pollution being dug up out of, you know, uh, dust and um, debris and, uh, you know, when I've kind of driven by and walked by, I haven't really seen where they're like hosing it down as they're digging or anything. And so I know it, it is a concern of, of residents and I wanted to, to ask if you knew much about that. Yes, Commissioner Prado, that's you know, certainly bring up some great questions. Um, you know, I think we'll probably have to follow back up with some actual data or, you know, you know how can folks get the data? Where is the data available? I can share just some, um, you know, anecdotal observations back to the commission based from, you know, my roughly three hours on the site. Um, and, you know, we, we did see some of the monitors in place. So, you know, we know that's, that is happening. Um, and I, I can share with you uh, some of the construction challenges that we talked about, some of the details of, um, you know, actual earth moving and things that were occurring on the site is that um, the a majority of the site is currently challenged on retaining too much water. And so there's activities going on from a construction standpoint to try to squeeze water out and try to get things to a drier, more stable sense so that they can be properly compacted and landfilled. Um, so uh, the weather that we've had so far um, has really created some wet conditions out there uh, and we haven't been seeing the dust and, and, and challenges with that. So that's just some anecdotal observations of kind of the experiences that are currently occurring on the site. Um, but I think we'll, we'll probably have to follow back up in terms of actual data. Thank you. Other questions, commissioners? Thank you very much. Uh, DCM Lamb, uh, is there more to this presentation? Nothing further at this time. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, thank you. So I just want to say, I'll, I'll say a couple things myself. So, uh, well before I got on the commission, and uh, I'm not if it was, I don't know if it was before you're getting on the commission, uh, Vice Mayor Cooney, but anyway, yes, well, I mean, just a little bit of history context here. I mean, we will all remember that uh, for better, maybe during some times and for worse, you know, in terms of having to deal with it, uh, Kalamazoo was paper city. Paper mills, in a lot of ways, built Kalamazoo. A lot of people worked in paper mills. I think there's probably a, a well over a dozen if you start thinking about Kalamazoo and Otsego and Plainwell and Vicksburg, all over the place. It was definitely a center for paper making. Back in a time when you didn't think too much about uh, just getting along a river, so you'd have a lovely place uh, to dump your waste out and it would go rolling away. And uh, obviously, we are now dealing with the repercussions of all that. And it also reminds, I think, all of us a little about time frames, 
how this all works because where we are now, even though we are not done, I, I will feel like we are in a place where this is very positive. We, we have won something that maybe wasn't everything that we wanted, but uh, this is really a, a victory for what was an abandoned site here in Kalamazoo. And we have multiple abandoned sites in Kalamazoo as well. I, I believe that as far as the ongoing monitoring, and you were asking about who's paying for this, you know, and luckily within the whole uh, settlement on this, there was money set aside to do this work, which was one of the limitations, how much money there was to do this. But I think some of that money is being saved to help support ongoing monitoring. Is that correct? There'll be a little uh, nest egg of some kind to help support that expense? That's correct. That's, uh, there'll be um, a, a pot of money that's going to help to fund the, the city's long-term stewardship of the, of the site. Right. So that's coming with it as well. So there's some unique things about this. You know, one is, is that not, you know, as the vice mayor stated, the, the initial plan, which they had pretty much agreed on <laughs> inside of EPA, was like a done deal uh, to some extent was say, hey, it's a mess here. You know, you know, why not just bring more stuff to this site and, and just cap the whole thing? And so there was a lot of, lot of community involvement related to all that. Step two, when presumably that plan, uh, you know, was uh, thrown out, there was a series of alternatives that were presented, which we didn't find any of those acceptable either. And, and many years were spent proposing alternative uh, responses, which in some ways was unheard of. The, those, one of our responses, you know, was accepted. And you will not find a more acronym-layered uh, undertaking than things you're doing with EPA. But what we were heading for was a ROD, which we were talking about all the time, uh, record of decision and the final ROD on this deal. And it went, it's just been dragged on and on and on. I can't even remember over the course of time how many community meetings we've had. I mean, people have spent their EPA careers working on this. I would suggest, probably among other things. But what else is unique here in our plan? Unlike many other sites in Kalamazoo, the city of Kalamazoo is gonna control this going forward. That's unusual and give us the opportunity, maybe for some redevelopment, Commissioner Juarez, uh, maybe some passive uh, recreational use there, but that, that is a, a huge, huge benefit. Will this material be gone? No, it won't. It's going to be what's on site will be consolidated on site and capped, and then there will be monitoring equipment there and some funding to help us pay for it. So considering all that, I mean, this is a victory to me. It could have easily gone uh, a bunch of other ways. So that is a victory that really is accrues to many people who are around and some not around anymore who are part of organizations uh, not just on the commission, but who have supported this change. And we can think of a lot of those names here of people who've spent a lot of time working on that. So credit goes to that, to the community. And, and then the work begins, and we gotta have city staff that know what they're doing and participate in that. Still, this work you know, is not being directed by the city of Kalamazoo. Uh, this is work that uh, is happening in the city of Kalamazoo. And, uh, Luckily, we're involved enough that we know exactly what's going on. So 
I really, really appreciate the update on that. And uh, at this point, I, I hope the adjacent neighborhoods are, are feeling like uh, it has seemed you know, reasonably safe. I have not heard that people are feeling that way, but certainly that's something we're gonna have an opportunity to have direct input in real time on if it does feel like uh, dust is blowing around or anything along those lines. So anyway, I just appreciate talking about it again. And uh, in some shorter time in the future here, another couple years or so, maybe having this petite piece of the work wrapped up. So thank you to you. Thanks to everyone in the city of Kalamazoo who really worked on this effort to get us uh, where we are on this. So thanks again. Appreciate it. DCM Lamb. Nothing further from staff. Thank you. Okay. This is time for commissioner comments. Any comments from commissioners this evening? All right, just want to remind everybody that our business meeting for May 16th starts at 7 in these very chambers. And uh, got a little break here, but we're looking forward uh, for participation from anyone who'd like to join us here in the chambers, or there's also the opportunity to call in for public comment again. So thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, at this point, we're adjourned, and we'll see you after a bit.